0: Well um, you know when when you come from the perception of who we are really are as opposed to um, to, to who we're told we are um, what is energy what is lack of energy it's a perception you know uh, you can put someone into a hypnotic trance and tell them they're dog tired they'll fall asleep just a perception. So, where I'm coming from is, I, I'm a u- unique point of attention with an infinite awareness. Does inf- infinite awareness have a problem finding energy? No. Energy is infinite. It's an infinite abundance, and you can you can you can draw it in, because we're infinite. If if you buy this you know, born, age, three score, year and ten, then basically the program is dictating your life. Because the body has a program, it, it has a cycle, cycle that I th- say has been put there on purpose, and it's a cycle we can break. It's a You look at anything in this world, it's born, it ages, and it dies. It's, it's a software program, it's a repeating cycle, more pseudo-randomness. But you can break that because it's an illusion. It's just, it's just a perceptual program. And if you can override it by changing self-identity. So I'm not saying I don't get tired from time to time. I do. But whenever I need energy, it's there. When I came, when I came here today, I, I, I've, had, I've been doing a lot of stuff in the last few days. And I had a, a train journey and all that stuff. And you know, I got here and I thought, well, yeah, I'm a bit tired. As soon as you start, boom. Where's the tiredness? not there anymore because it's an illusion it's all illusion it's all a manifestation of our perception of reality and you know this is you know I, I, I get quite emotional about this sometimes i look at the world i look at the suffering i look at the people uh, uh, with illnesses they don't need to have and, and and people the emotional situations they don't need to have I, I see people fighting over race and fighting over gender and fighting over culture and country we're all one it's it's so sad and but this is what what drives me on because in the end it's information that will change this because it's suppression of information that's caused it
1: on everybody welcome back to the infinite fringe on truth frequency radio on iHeartRadio radio on tune radio on hackerhamin.podbeam.com and the infinite fringe.podbeam.com as we continue down this road where we're checking off the boxes on the brave new world checklist ladies and gentlemen you know how much i like to uh talk about the ai and the artificial well um you know, it, it hasn't gotten any better and, and it won't get any better for us until we realize that we're building a prison for ourselves. And uh, most recently, um, a few months ago actually, I was—I uh, had the, the privilege of, of going to uh, a screening of Renegades, David Icke's new film. Um, the man himself is here with me today. David Icke, welcome to the Infinite Fringe, sir.
0: Thank you, mate, real pleasure.
1: A uh, pleasure to be talking to you. Like I told you, um, you know, and, and I, I'm sure you get this a lot, but um, you are one of the main reasons. And, and there's three of them, and you're one of them that I am here today doing this. It's uh, uh, it's insane, but thank you. I want to thank you for that, sir.
0: That's a, it's a pleasure. I mean, it's, it's the point of doing it, really. And and you know, what 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 drives you on is is when you know you you do see that people have um, been awakened by the um, the information and your efforts. Yeah. Uh, to see the world as it really is, because the more people that see it, the, the the more other people are going to see it as as the, it starts to circulate. Yeah. And for a long time, obviously, um, I've been on this road now for 30 years for a long time. Uh, I mean, you know, I, no one wanted to know. And I, I was I was the national um, uh, crazy man of Britain, uh, <laughs> laughed at wherever I went. Uh, And there's been just an amazing transformation um, in the way that people look at me. I mean, the number of times I get stopped in the street now, um, not just in Britain, but around the world um, with people who would have a lot of them would formerly have laughed uh, with everyone else years and years ago. But now are talking seriously about the information, it's um, it's been a real transformation and real gives you a real buzz when you see that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you've earned it, man. But, the, but, you know, everything I have a ton of your books and so many things that you said in your books back then seemed like maybe, you know, nah, you know I mean, I can see it happening. But, nah, you know, and then it, it actually comes to pass. That's that's the it's the credibility thing that has kept you along, to be honest, 100. But listen, I want to talk to you about this uh, artificial thing we got going on here. We have a, right. we have a problem, I feel. And I know you feel the same way. Um, the Pentagon has recently unveiled a, a new technology. They're calling it the Jetson technology where they can uh, read the signature of your heart. And yeah. uh, it's it's like uh, facial recognition is going to be obsolete because of this. You know, but this is the this is uh, as far as we've gone now. Like it, this is going to be the thing where we have zero privacy. It's admitted at this point, but we're building a prison for ourselves. Like you've said many times that. We're doing it willingly. We're, we're we're laying out the bricks for our own prison and we don't realize it. And and I'm, I'm afraid of what's going on here, David. Well. You need to. we need to connect
0: the dots to see the picture, like, you know, creating any picture, uh, you know, a, a television picture is a series of dots. If you only saw the dots, you'd see what the heck is this? But when you step back and you see the dots joined, you say, whoa, I can see what it is. It's a picture and it's this or it's that. And it's the same with researching this. You know, there's lots of people who research particular areas. And so do I. It's why I'm, you know, I'm I'm up with the uh, with the sun every morning and and all day because there's so many subjects to research. But if you only research some of them, you see you see something different about a dot it's not the way we were told this situation was or this subject was but when you research across the uh, spectrum of subjects that's when the the whole picture begins to appear and this whole thing with technology you can see it as a a modern uh, suddenly out of nowhere phenomenon Or you can um, look at it in a very different way. You can go back um, to ancient times and you can pick up a force um, in the end, ultimately not human, um, which um, works through uh, networks of secret societies and satanic groups that um, put people into power and have done all through this period of thousands of years that I'm talking about. And the idea from the start was to um, enslave humanity totally and utterly completely and to um, assimilate human consciousness into itself. So the first thing you need to do, or the, the, the foundation thing you need to do, um, is to centralize power in the world. The more you have diversity of decision-making, the, the less control you're going to have to dictate what's happening everywhere. So we started off in tribes, and the tribal peoples made decisions about what happened in the tribe. Then lots of tribes were brought together, and we called them countries. Now, uh, a small group at the center of the country is dictating to all the former tribes in in the European Union now we have the countries um brought together under an even fewer number of people that are dictating to all the former countries and therefore all the former tribes you have the trading groups of um of uh, of uh, of uh, these um economic trading uh, uh, packs and what we call globalization which is Simply a word for what I'm describing, the incessant centralization of global power in every area of our lives. So that is now well, well advanced, um, where fewer and fewer people are having power over more and more and more people. Alongside that, you need to control the whole um, foundation of human control, which is human perception. Everything that people do, uh, what they uh, challenge or don't challenge, support or don't support, whatever, comes from their perception, their perception of that situation. So um, then you ask, where does perception come from? It comes from information received. It doesn't matter if it's a personal experience or what you've seen on the news or what you've seen on Facebook. It's An amalgamation of information received, which you then process into a perception, which becomes your behavior. So key to this sequence is controlling information. So we have seen uh, the creation of the media, the increasingly global nature of major media, uh, which has led to um, the internet, which I can come to in a second in relation to this uh, whole technological thing. Uh, and the internet was created by DARPA, the technological development arm of the Pentagon. That's why we have the internet, because of DARPA, a deeply sinister organization that gives us wonderful gifts to humanity, like death <laughs> rays and and, um, and 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 ways to... Um, target specific genotypes with, with weaponry of various kinds and um, uh, 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 chemical weapons. So the process uh, of controlling information came uh, first of all from obviously newspapers and then newspapers got bought up by more and more of these corporations. So fewer and fewer people were, were uh, controlling more and more newspapers. Then we came into the radio and the television era And as the years have passed, so these corporations have got control of more and more of the radio stations, more and more of the TV stations, and more and more of the newspapers. And now the newspapers are increasingly becoming obsolete because the big move, going back to DARPA, was uh, to move the information and the circulation of information onto the Internet. And once it's on the Internet, the reason they want that is because then it can be controlled algorithmically in terms of what people see and what people don't see. This is why we've got the explosion of uh, censorship now with Facebook and Google and Twitter and all these other people. uh, And and they're doing it algorithmically because they can, because it's on the Internet, it's digital, it's electronic. Now, coming alongside another, shall we say, dot, um, has been the development of technology. And um, the uh, a lot of people don't realize that these major Internet giants and, and, you know, virtual monopolies like Google and Facebook are not just social media platforms and uh, search engines. They, they are big, big time into um, high technology based on artificial intelligence. In fact, what they do is based on artificial intelligence. So um, as this um, This other dot, the technology, came alongside, um, it seems that um, it's just come out of nowhere. At the same time as Facebook and and the Internet and Google came out of nowhere, this technology called smart technology came out of nowhere. Well, it didn't. None of them came out of nowhere. It's all been uh, planned from the shadows and it's all connected. So then um, you go back to this force, this force in the background, which ultimately is not human um, has um, known about this technology that we call smart, which is like cutting edge and whoa, look at the latest thing for thousands and thousands of years. It's not coming from the human timeline. It's not coming from the human uh, uh, sequence of events and sequence of technological understanding. Mm. But if you start in in, um, introducing smartphones and smart technology uh, to a human race at the time that was knocking rocks together, well, they're not going to be able to use it, are they? So this, um, this force has been, through its um, uh, secret society network, uh, been developing the human mind so it becomes intelligent enough to build its own prison, as you rightly mentioned, but not wise and with a consciousness expanded enough to see that that's what it's doing, and and you know I watched a a BBC documentary, so it didn't go very far. It was the BBC. But it was about <laughs> Silic- it was about Silicon Valley, what I call the devil's playground.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And and there was this sequence I'll never forget it. Uh, it was a sequence of garage doors, right? So, um, they they had this sequence of garage doors in Silicon Valley. And the, um, the voiceover was saying, and, and um, th- th- this technology was um, uh, invented or discovered or whatever behind this garage door. And this this company was discovered by this garage door and this technology was behind this garage door. And, and I had this image of, um, you know, this elite sitting around a table um, saying, um, look, guys, too many garage doors. OK, too many garage door cover stories. We need to get a bit more creative in the cover story. Why do I say cover story? Because much of this technology is not being invented and played out into the public arena on the basis of some nerd in Silicon Valley has just created it by chance. It's coming out of the underground bases, the the dumbs, as they call them, the deep underground military bases and other uh, um, beyond top secret uh, establishments like within mountains and stuff in America. It's coming from there. And what it's done, it's being played out in a sequence. So you get to this level of technology and you get people used to that. Then you go to the next one. Then you go to the next one. This stuff's been known all along. This is what people uh, miss. So the idea that there's a, a, a group of people sitting around a table strumming their fingers, saying, look, before we can move this control on, we need to invent the next the next stage. Uh, it doesn't happen like that. The next stage is already ready. That's why it's come out in such a sequence. And the sequence is getting quicker and it's leading to um, what Ray Kurzweil, a um, Google executive, uh, has uh Said, and he said it openly because he's trying to give us the sales pitch that it will make us superhuman. It won't, it will make us subhuman. That mm. by 2030, um, human brains will be connected to artificial intelligence through this technology, connected to the internet in this whole internet of everything. And that um, once the connection to artificial intelligence is made, AI will do more, these words, more and more of human thinking. Until human thought, as we know now, human consciousness, as we know now, is, in his words, virtually negligible. In other words, we will become AI instead of manipulating information to um, to to dictate perception. You give people their perceptions direct through AI. What, what are you thinking? I don't know. Well, what, whatever is I thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah. So this whole thing. Um, uh, What's happening now is the end game in a long period of progression. So now we have this control of human perception, although many people are breaking away from it now more than ever before. But the, the great body of perception looks at technology and it sees it sees it as a good thing. It, 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 you know, lots of people stand in the middle of the. You know, early morning in queues, standing in line to get the latest uh, the latest stage of their imprisonment. And so they get the first one. Um, and and um, we are now um, in a situation, for instance, with 5G. 5G is a massively important part of this process because of because of the, uh, the nature of the frequency. And we have the programmed perceptually controlled uh, reaction to 5G, which is wonderful, wonderful. We'll be able to uh, uh, download a movie in seconds and it great. But the streetwise level of 5G knows that actually it's part of a ma- this massive control system, which we are um, which we are uh, seeing built all around us called the smart grid where everything, including the human mind, is connected to a, a, a grid of smart technology and a, a run by AI. And whoever controls the AI and the technology controls everything, including the human mind. So that's a, a, a very quick and brief kind of bit of dot connecting. It, it's not just a modern phenomenon. What's happening now is the outgrowth of something that's been unfolding for a very, very long time.
1: I agree. It's it's a plan that's been unfolding for a long, long time. But uh, the realization of it, you know, it's like slapping us in the face. And the thing the thing that gets me more than anything, David, is how much we are asking for it. Right. And, And you made reference to this technology coming from DARPA, coming from the military, like the iPhone by itself. Yeah. Um, GPS is a military technology. Siri is military technology. Absolutely right. Um, Touchscreens is military technology. And now what got me more than anything is the Apple watch. And you knew there should there was an agenda behind this. Right. But now it's become completely clear with this heart signature uh, reading device because of the Apple watch. To, and and Fitbits, you know all of this stuff. They, they take um record of your heart um um palpitations and the whole deal, and and they send this information somewhere. It's gonna be sold, and they're gonna know um who we are because it's it's a distinct signature per human. It's well, it's like every, a fingerprint. Every, go ahead.
0: Every, everything that we um every everything that we do and everywhere we go now is um, providing information to a central central point. You know, and it's not like um, a few decades ago where there's people in offices with uh, ledgers and pencils or pens uh, kind of writing this stuff down and putting it in files and and then trying to work out what its significance is. This information on an extraordinary scale is being uh, processed. And acted upon by AI, second by second by second. And it's it's interesting you mentioned the Apple Watch because there has been uh, going back to that sequence I I talked about um, a few minutes ago. That there's a very clear technological sequence here. First of all, they had to get the mass of the population addicted to technology so that they could pull them, kitty kitty kitty. Here, here, kitty, 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 down the line towards (laughs) AI control of the brain. So they start off with technology that people hold. Um, It started off with just a phone. Um, The first phones, of course, blimey, you you, you needed a trolley to pull it along. It was so big. (laughs) Um, uh, My my brother had one, I remember, because he's a a bus mechanic who gets called out. So he had one of the earlier ones, blimey size of it. It's like a brick. And, and the cost of it as well, it was unbelievable. <laughs> but then uh, you you move through to the smart technology and the screens. Um, and so you get people addicted to technology that they hold. Your goal is to get inside the body. Um, and of course, addiction to Smartphones is now unbelievable. I mean, I, I I went for a walk this morning. I, I I love walking in the countryside. It's 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 just fantastic. I I, I love it. It's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm walking through uh, along this 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 uh, cycle path actually, and the sun's out and the birds are singing. It's just beautiful, and uh, there's this there's, there's two people sitting on a bench on the side, and there were a couple of young kids. They must have been about I don't know sixteen, seventeen. And they were sitting there and both of them were on the phone looking at the screen, both of them. And I look around and I see this extraordinary beauty all around them, but all they can see is the phone. So the um, addiction to holdables, as they're called, is absolutely there. Then they moved to the next stage, which is one you've mentioned, what they call um, wearables. This is the Apple watch and the Bluetooth and the all the gadgets that, They now uh, uh, produce to put on the body. So your goal is in the body. So you're getting closer. You're on the body now. And now, of course, they are going in the body. uh, I mean, I I spoke in uh, Sweden uh, last year about thousands of people in Sweden have been microchipped. Wow. And some of them have parties to celebrate being
1: microchipped. <laughs> Man, this is insane! Go ahead. It's
0: unbelievable. <laughs> uh, because they they now because they're microchipped, they can they can open a door without pushing it. I mean, crucky. Uh, uh, I mean, lazy sots. I mean, what, what what's all that about? But but this is this is where the addiction goes. Now the next stage, which is what Kurzweil and Co are trying to sell, is oh well, if 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 we um uh, if we if we want to um. To, to be that the next superhuman, godlike, as Kurzweil calls it, we need to be connected to AI. Um, and and then you've got people like uh, Elon Musk, hmm. a very kind of confused guy. Well, I, I say confused and I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Where he came out some time ago and said that AI could be the end of humanity. Well, actually, a, end of humanity so we know it. Uh, 100% it could. And then... He start, uh, starts a company called Neuralink, which is connecting the human brain to a- uh, AI and uh, or to, to technology. And um, he's putting up his SpaceX uh, rockets, which are uh, putting in orbit literally thousands and thousands of uh, satellites that are beaming Wi-Fi, 5G, ultimately, at the Earth so no one can escape from it. This is all part of this a uh, 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 smart uh, grid. And so um, Elon Musk is uh, uh, apparently the opposite to Kurzweil. He's saying it's not a good thing, but he's still playing a part in making it uh, happen. So these are how the dots connect. And so if you look at your car now, um, or anything you do, smart meters, all of it, wherever you go, these are trawling information from your activities of various kinds. And it's all going into a massive AI uh, database where that that information is processed so that on tap, they can know anything about you. And of course, the, the, you know, there's another question, which is what is AI? I mean, we see AI everywhere. Well, AI, this, artificial intelligence, that. But what is it? What is it? I mean, you have algorithmic AI. These are codes. That's fair enough. Then you have learning AI, which is kind of learning from this. This is the point. This vast amount of information about humanity and human behavior and human emotions and human reactions and human activities is it's not just pouring into a central point to be processed um, uh, into surveillance and all that stuff. It's actually being absorbed by AI and AI is learning from it. All the time, second um, by uh, second. Uh, so there's that learning AI. But then there's another level of AI I say exists, which is, I believe and, and contend, that level of AI is this force that's been manipulating this all along. And once that force has technological access to the human mind, it can trawl that, assimilate That consciousness into itself. Um, I don't want to I don't want to kind of frighten people. But but uh, the point being, um, if we don't get the uh, whole uh, nine yards of what's going on, then there's no way that anyone's going to do anything about it. Um, And we'll we'll go on um, sleepwalking into this. Um, And what I'm making this information available for to people is to give them a chance to see actually the world's not like they thought it was. The reason for A, B, C, D, E in human society is not what they're telling you it is. And there are 7.7 billion of us and there are a handful of them in full knowledge of what they're doing. And if we become informed about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Then we can do something about it um, because um, if we don't know it's happening, one thing's for sure: we ain't going to do anything about it.
1: It's a it's it's a crazy it's a crazy crazy thing, David. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we have to let everybody know what's going on. And most people don't care. That's the that's the sad part because it's an addiction that uh, has been created to the AI, right? It's a, people, like you said. They're on the phone and uh, people are right next to them or, you know, nature's all around them and they don't care. They're on their phone. Uh, Elon Musk, you mentioned him. Um, He recently is talking about occupying Mars, (laughs) you know, and and it's funny. It's funny because he is the guy that says, you know, A.I. is a problem. But yet he is instrumental in pushing A.I. Yeah, exactly. So I, I have some type of issues with Elon Musk. You spoke about, um the Google exec, uh, I forget his name. um Kurzweil. Kurzweil, uh, and uh, he
0: wouldn't trust him to tell me the time in a room full of clocks, mate.
1: No, 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 absolutely not. You know, uh, he's he's been wanting to live forever for a long time. I think he took about yeah. ninety-seven or ninety-eight pills a day or something, and he oh, no. says there won't. When be does a he guy. take them all? <laughs> what was that?
0: <laughs> he must shovel them down in you know a pint <laughs> glass or something.
1: <laughs> it's insane. And, and he says there won't be a God or there hasn't be a, been a God until he becomes God. Right. And then we got this guy, Gordy Rose, who um, recently I heard uh, an interview with him and he says, I am not for the weaponizing of an of A.I. I can't weaponize it. First off, I think once you give A.I. intelligence, you're weaponizing it. That's just me. But, uh, but the, uh,
0: this is the point. Yeah, they've already weaponized exactly. it.
1: Exactly, exactly. Go more right and ahead. More
0: more military technology and weapons are, are being AI controlled, not human controlled. We're moving to the point where AI decides who lives and dies.
1: Yeah, it, it's crazy. Go ahead. Continue. Elaborate on that point.
0: Well, um, what is uh, I, I've been talking for um, nearly 30 years now about the basic structure that they want. Um, First of all, a world government dictating to every community worldwide. They want an end of countries. That's why all this um, we must have open borders stuff is all about, because if you have open borders, you have no countries. And this agenda wants no countries because it wants a world government dictating to everybody. Um, and, And then super states under the world government, like the European Union, and then under that, just like, Uh, administrative regions instead of uh, uh, countries that the administrative regions that have no power. So that's that's the whole world government thing. Um, They want a world army uh, that imposes the will of the world government on anybody that doesn't want to accept it and they want a world currency. I mean you look at my books back in the early 90s I was talking about the, the plan is for a cashless society where um, you you basically will have one world cashless digital um, currency. We're moving towards that so fast. Uh, And um, a world central bank dictating all finance in the world and a um, population connected through technology to a global computer system. I was writing this in the early 1990s. uh, And then you, you, you look at it. So this is the the structure, and uh, uh, this is the, the reason I say that. Not just because that's important information, but the world army is not meant, in the end, to be human. It's meant to be AI. Yeah. And so you're seeing this now movement, and who's behind this? DARPA, hmm. um, that is developing this technology through its subdivisions, like Google and the. Internet giants of Silicon Valley. Uh, Silicon Valley is owned by the Pentagon and the Pentagon's owned by someone else that I'm going to reveal in the, ne- the next book, which I've just finished. But um, so uh, the the whole uh, point of the world army is that it will be an AI army. And that's why we're seeing more and more technology, military technology and technology that's already uh, in circulation being transformed into an AI version. Um, And and, um, they AI will control everything. And I would say to people, if you really want an extreme uh, visual example of where this is going, then watch the Matrix movies, particularly the first one, the machines that controlled um, humanity uh, by feeding off the energy of humanity. Uh, I've been uh, pointing out in my books now for decades that this force that I'm talking about, that's ultimately not human, feeds off human low vibrational energy, uh, energy that is generated by low vibrational mental and emotional states. Joy, love, they can't absorb that because they're not in its frequency, otherwise they won't be doing what they're doing. So they want people in states of depression, fear, anxiety, Uh, uh, anger, hatred, all these low vibrational, emotional states. And then we become, as in the Matrix movie, uh, Morpheus held up the battery and said, the machines have turned humans into one of these. We are actually empowering this force with our low vibrational, emotional and mental states, which are manipulated by the way that society um, is structured. I mean, look at a war. I mean, it's a banquet of low vibrational states, yeah. a war, um, uh, uh, because of the suffering and, and and people who lose loved ones. I mean, it's just extraordinary explosion of low vibrational um, um, energy. So um, the, the Matrix movies were, were very much uh, um, a symbol of what I'm talking about. And more than that, they're a symbol of something else, that, that basically this reality is that some form of simulation That's absolutely what what I've been saying for a long, long time. In fact, Elon Musk has come out and said he thinks it's a simulation. But um, it's certainly uh, the evidence is that it's a a simulation, which we've been attached to. um, And uh, it's um, manipulating us in ways that we don't realize. But again, human consciousness in its awake form is more powerful than any technology beautiful and thus um, they have to keep us in an asleep form so the technology can dominate once you awaken from the program and it's not it's not about some you know seeking enlightenment we are enlightened that's the point we that the reason that we act as if we're not is our perceptions are programmed uh, not least through the sense of limitation. I can't and it's not possible to um, stop us uh, to put us in a frequency uh, level of emotional and mental awareness that is too low for us to be influenced by our high vibrational self, um, which lies beyond the program. So when we have this situation where we're talking about people waking up and my goodness me, they are. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, You know, people that that that, you know operate in just regular society and and see you know mainstream information sources. They uh, may think, oh, there's not no, it's not there's no one waking up. It's not. It is when you when you you travel the world, you see it um, everywhere. But what is waking up? It's just waking up from the program. It's just reaching that point of self perception and. A greater understanding of self-identity where the program stops thinking for you. Yeah. See, at the moment, we have this perceptual program thinking for us, uh, which is the sum total of lifelong programming of perception via control of information. And they want to go to the next stage, which is, again, control of uh, uh, perception via AI. So the, the answer is is staring us in the face, staring us in the mind, Staring us in the consciousness, but it's the program, perceptual program, what we call the norms of society, uh, which are taught in the schools. They're taught in the universities, the colleges They pound out 24 seven by the mainstream media. They are repeated by 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 peer pressure around you from people who've been through the system and bought it and taken the program programme people insisting that non program people conform to the program all this is going on um, and uh, but all all along all through it we can wake up from it I and mean, if enough people wake up from it then then the, the world that depends on that program cannot manifest. Um, But we better do it damn quick. That's
1: for sure. Yeah. You you gave, uh, you gave an example one time a long time ago that, that always stuck with me. If uh, you take a rubber ball and put it in a, in a fish tank, it's going to rise to the top all the time. And that's humanity. Uh, And the AI or whomever the controlling beings are have to keep it down by force. Yeah, it's going to pop right back up. And and that I think sums it up beautifully. I want to shift gears real quick Uh, in the interest of time. Um, So you got banned from Australia and uh, you came to the States and you were going to premiere your film in L.A. And that didn't go down either on some nonsense. Uh, And when you came to New York, uh, it was um, a wild goose chase for a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, (laughs) you you know, you know, when you're making progress, you know, when you're on the right track, when that which you're exposing is desperate to silence you. And and let's just analyze this a second on the the basis of what we've just talked about. Mm -hmm. This cabal that operates from the shadows um, is on the surface and in its own writings, incredibly arrogant um, and incredibly sure of its own omnipotence and power. However, that doesn't scan me being banned from Australia because um, here I am, there's 25 million people in Australia and I am one person. Um, that which I'm exposing has control of the entirety of the media virtually in Australia. It has control of uh, government and politics, control of corporations and control of all these uh Uh, elements of society that dictate society and dictate uh, human perception in that society. It has control of all that. Um, But it is so terrified of information that it would ban four hours notice, four hours from me, my flight leaving from L.A. to start the tour. Um, which cost us £30,000. It's about $50,000. Jesus. Uh, we got. Um, I got a visa to speak in September 2018. The Ministry of um, Immigration had no problem. They couldn't have a problem. I've been 10 times. There never has been a problem, which the minister, a guy called David Coleman, had to admit in his uh, uh, missive banning me that there'd never been a problem in the 10 times I've been before. So obviously it's nothing to do with me. I, I, it was said in this uh document that I, I failed to pass the character test. Well, um, it's funny. I seem to have passed it a few months earlier and then four hours before we plane left. Suddenly I didn't and nothing's changed in the meantime. But here's a, a minister who bans me at four hours notice hence losing all that all that cost of, of putting the tour on. Um, and uh, he's obviously under pressure from other forces to do it. And he thinks that I'm a danger to Australia or that which was behind the decision in truth, thought I was a danger to Australia. When I'm one man, one man against that great um, mountain of corporations and governments and and organizations and banking systems and media operations. And yet they're terrified of me. Coming into Australia, talking in six cities, and going home. Two of the reasons that they gave were that uh, were my views on human caused global warming, which I say is a hoax for <laughs> transformative uh, transforming society, using that as the excuse, and vaccines. Yeah. Now, Big Pharma, um, the pharmaceutical cartel, can say what it likes about its product, virtually and its vaccines. And yet one guy coming in and saying, maybe we should question this stuff. And here's why he's banned. So what that tells you, and, and it, it also was good in this way. A lot of people in Australia who didn't realize just how controlled their society was suddenly realized how controlled their society was. Um, so um, 25 million um, uh, Australians were told that they couldn't hear this stuff because the system is terrified of them. Hearing it, why? Because they they know, and it's been my experience as well, that when the way things are is communicated to people, it makes so much sense to them about why the world is as it is and what's going on, that it it awakens them from the program. That's what they're terrified of, you know. I mean, in, in their own writings, this that have come to light from time to time, this cabal talks about. This is my kind of summary of what it says, that basically mavericks are our biggest problem. They're terrified of mavericks, people who won't be uh, labeled. They won't conform, um, who, who won't uh, concede to fear of the consequences of speaking truth in a world of Suppression and lies and um, they're the people they're terrified of why because they won't be intimidated into not speaking the truth and what they're trying to do now and, and to a very large extent this explosion of um, of uh, censorship is not just arrogance will censor what we like it's also panic because There was a period and there had to be when the Internet, once it had been created by DARPA, it had to uh, become in this agenda's uh, sequence, the central pillar of human society. Now, to do that, you're not going to sell that to a population on the basis of the censorship we have now. They're just going to say, oh, you can stick it, basically, Uh, or lots of people would. So you had to have the free flow of information to pull people in. Um, You had to have the free flow of information and no censorship with Facebook and Google so that they could uh, reach a point of near monopoly. And once that was reached, the Internet central pillar irreversibly of human society, Facebook and Google and these others, Apple, uh, Amazon, um, at uh, near monopolistic uh, states of control, Then, which is why it's happening now, they've kicked in the censorship uh, uh, because that's what was meant to be um, all along. But in that period of the free flow of information, so many people started to see what they hadn't seen before. That, to a large extent, this clampdown on the free flow of information is panic. They're trying to cut off the source as fast as possible and as completely as possible. The source of information that's had such an impact on so many people, but, ladies and gentlemen of the cabal, the genie's <laughs> out of the bottle, and no matter what you do, it ain't going back.
1: Well, once you see it, you can't unsee it, and and um, you touched on vaccinations, and and that's where I wanted to go. Here in New York City, in New York State, um, don't know if you're aware, but very recently, as I think it was last week, um. Andrew Cuomo, who is our governor here, has uh, revoked religious exemptions for vaccinations here in NYC. And uh, I think that's one of the main reasons. Well, you mentioned it. That's one of the main reasons they gave for getting banned from Australia because they don't want this type of information out. So even uh, what is it? I forget the name of the company. It's a uh, something monkey that uh, sends out um, uh, mail uh, via the Internet. Uh, about information they decided to stop um anything vaccine anti-vaccine related so they're, they're clamping down on this information what is the deal in your opinion with these vaccines what's the deal with this why do they want everyone vaccinated
0: well, there's, there's mon- multiple reasons for it. And, yes, I am absolutely aware of what's happened in New York. I'm, I'm also aware of what's happen- happening in so many other <clears throat> um, states of America, not least California. While a, a Californian um, senator – let me have a quick drink. I've had a bit of a cough this week. Go ahead. <laughs> Called um, Senator Richard Pan, a doctor, um, who's taken funding from Big Pharma was the the central player in getting basically compulsory vaccination in California. In Australia they're doing it in stepping stones and one of the things they've done in Australia is to say if you're if you're on government benefits uh, and you don't have your children vaccinated according to the government schedule your benefits are cut. This is the level it's gone to and they're talking about um uh, compulsory vaccination. Some politicians are in Britain and many, many other countries, and and they, they go on about measles, right? And oh, it's measles. Oh, it's oh, it's 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 we're all gonna die. <laughs> so I was I was brought up in the 1950s, and these childhood diseases like uh, measles and chickenpox were just part of growing up. What they did was kick in a still developing immune system to 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 develop it to greater power. When you had measles, it was like, God, we're going to have a week off school and it great. Oh, you might feel too well for a week, but, you know, you got a week off school. You yeah. could watch what you wanted or do what you wanted and all that stuff. You got you got waited on, you know, as a kid, it was like, well, this is all right. So I don't usually get this. Um, but now it's like we're all gonna die. We, it's 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 it, it, and this is how again perception is manipulated. So they say uh, we need compulsory vaccination. Why? Well, it's herd it's it, 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 it's herd immunity. <clears throat> or you mean herd mentality? That's what you mean. Herd immunity. Okay. Well, how does that work? Well, we need. Everyone vaccinated so that um, uh, we got herd immunity from the disease. Well, hold on a minute. Your vaccines create um, immunity to the disease, right? Yeah. So. So it's it's a case of the immune system plus the vaccine defending a person against the disease. Yeah. So why does it matter if anyone else has not been vaccinated? Why does it matter? Because it's a, it's a game between a vaccinated immune system and, and the disease. How does anyone else come into it who's not been vaccinated? And here's another question. How come when we have these outbreaks, large numbers of vaccinated people get, them, get the disease and many unvaccinated people don't? Yeah. My my, my my two boys have not been vaccinated. They they didn't get childhood diseases like that that you know that they're talking about. Why? Because their immune system was not compromised from the earliest age with a tidal wave, particularly in America, of toxic shite <laughs> that that stops the immune system developing to its true power. Yeah. Now that is one reason for vaccinations. Why do we have in America this explosion of vaccinations suddenly because Capitol Hill gave the vaccination companies immunity from prosecution. If anyone gets damaged by them. So suddenly they had nothing to lose. Nor did they have any, um, any um, encouragement to produce anything safe because they couldn't be sued by it anyway. The only reason that you would produce Uh, absolutely uh, safe substances without the fear of um, prosecution is if you had a smear of empathy for the people who were going to suffer the consequences of your products. And of course, one of the great empathy deleted zones of human society is the pharmaceutical cartel. So they were not going to be troubled by empathy. So suddenly we can put anything else out we like because we can't really lose. We can only make greater fortunes and by the way you know when um the vaccinations cause all these diseases and and problems and 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 imbalances in the body yeah well we can we can sell them drugs (laughs) for the problems the vaccines are created this is what is happening this is what is happening i read a book recently Uh, by a guy called, what was his name, Richard Moskowitz. He's a doctor. He's a family doctor in America. It's called Vaccines, a Reappraisal. It's fantastic. Hmm. And There's another uh, um, uh, book about vaccines by a lady, a doctor in America, called Sherry Tenpenny, who was also banned from a speaking tour in Australia by the government because they absolutely don't want the truth about vaccines coming out. Other things that are are, are kind of... um, also now starting to emerge are the fact that these vaccinations are affecting dna wow. and dna is dna is a um a receiver transmitter of information this is well known at the cutting edge of science especially in places like uh, russia roman um, russian scientists and and thus if you change dna you change the frequency of of, of information which it receives and transmits thus you affect the body and people psychologically by the changing nature of what the body mind is is interacting with. And that's another reason for um, vaccinations. And uh, another reason is if you want to get something in the body like nanotechnology microchips, which I was told was going to happen by a CIA scientist back in the 1990s. Tell you that story in a sec. Um, then. What better than a vaccination uh, needle to put in the body whatever you like? You look at some of the um, uh, so-called should have been secret statements and and documents by this cabal, and they talk about inoculating diseases in this way. This story, um, it was 1996. I was in America and I got asked through a third party. To meet a guy who was a CIA scientist. Uh, he was in America. I won't say well, I can say it was West Coast. And um, he um, he invited me to his home because he wanted to tell me what he knew. Um, and he told me that he was a uh, a scientist working for the CIA, and that he was doing it against his will, because um, he joined the CIA. He said because he thought he was serving his country. When he got inside and see what they wanted him to do, um, he, um, he realized he wasn't serving his country at all. He was serving this cabal. So he walked out and refused to work for them. And he, he was a kind of a genius in his particular area. Uh, and so they didn't want him to, to, to uh, go. And they certainly didn't want him to go with the knowledge he had of what was really going on. So he said he, he woke up one morning and he left home after he's walked out. And he remembers nothing after that until he woke up on one of these medical type benches in a room. Um, There's no one else there. And he had something stuck to his chest. And as he was telling me this story, he was opening his shirt and showing me it. And it was like a a shampoo sachet, but it was see-through, kind of a plastic see-through sachet. And in it was this orangey golden liquid. Hmm. And I said to him, what the bloody hell is that? (laughs) Uh, He said, this is the patch. And he told me how um, what they do is they manipulate the body to require the drug in that patch to survive. And if the patch is not replaced and it's not it has to be replaced every 72 hours, then he starts to die. And and he said there are thousands of scientists in America who were patched. Wow. In in these secret projects. And um, he um, he said that he did try it once. He refused to work for them again, and he started to die a very horrible death. And then he he, he agreed to renege on his, uh, not renege, but but to uh, go back on, you know, walking out again. And they repatched him and he he recovered. And he was the guy that told me uh, this is back in 1996, before nanotechnology was really talked about in any way in human society. He said they have technology in the shadows that's so small you will not even see it. It's it's beyond, uh, you know, tiny, uh, uh, totally um, invisible to the human eye. He was talking about nanotechnology, which uh, years later became widespread. He said they are putting nanotechnology um, microchips into people during vaccination programs. Um, uh, uh, like I say, that was 1996. So, see, the thing is, once you get access to the body through a needle and you press the stuff in, who the heck knows what's in it? And even if you look at vaccines of what's in it, like a human and animal fetal material, aluminium, formaldehyde, I mean, what do they think that's going to do to the body? Um, and, and this is why... In the vaccine era, particularly after the explosion of vaccines uh, coming out of the uh, immunity from. um, Lawsuit legislation. We've had an explosion in autoimmune disease, uh, not least among kids where the immune system attacks its own body because this stuff goes in the body and attaches to the body. The immune system sees it as a threat and responds to it. And in attacking the uh, toxin, it attacks its own body to which the toxin is attached. This is where we get this explosion in the vaccine era from um, uh, autism. These things are happening um, on a scale that that people don't understand because the mainstream media is not going to tell them. In this vaccine era, and it's the most blatant cause and effect. And if people read this book, um, vaccines A reappraisal. They will be shocked uh, uh, at what's actually going on, which they're not being told. And so they want to shut down exposure of it, which is what the censorship's about. uh, And they uh, want to shut down um, any challenge to the official story of uh, vaccinations so that uh, people won't resist them. And it shows the scale of programming that you now have um, parents who've had their children vaccinated, God help them, who then attack and abuse parents who haven't as being a threat to their child. The other, the, the threat's the other way around because they have a, 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 a phenomenon known as shedding. And that is when children or anybody that's been given a vaccination with the live virus sheds that live virus in a, a period after the inoculation which other people pick up they become carriers of the virus in effect Perfect. shedding is wow. and 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 um how many parents know that they don't and they don't want the parents to know it that's where the censorship comes from
1: insane insane um you know it goes back to, to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here. It's, it's uh, pretty clever, but it's not very wise. It is just not very wise. We have no idea what we're doing. You know, and, and in China very recently, and I'm sure you're aware of this, the quote-unquote first genetically um, uh, gene-edited babies were born. What, what kind of havoc is that going to wreak on the rest of the population? Because apparently that's passed down. Uh, the- yes,
0: it, is. it is passed down. There's yeah. something else passed down. It's called epigenetics. Yeah. Um, epigenetics is when um, your environment, your chemical electromagnetic environment and your mental and emotional state, every, everything is a frequency. Every emotion is a frequency. Every thought is a frequency. Toxins are frequencies uh, and, and electromagnetic Uh, technologies are all frequencies of course we we see that but everything's a frequency and what happens is when you are you are in certain emotional mental states or you are um, affected by toxic um, frequencies or electromagnetic frequencies it switches on and off the genetic structure of the body and what's on has a effect mentally and uh, psychologically and physically. And when it's um, off, it doesn't affect. And what's happening, not least with the smart technology and all the frequencies, but also the toxins and the fast food toxins and stuff like that, is they are switching on and off um, this, uh, this genetic structure in a way that's never happened before. And it's known this whole process, this phenomenon of switching them on and off, is known as epigenetics. And, and what um, prompts me to say that is, is your uh, remark a few minutes ago um, about uh, passing it on. Epigenetics does not have to change the body's hard drive, i.e., DNA, to be passed on to the next generation. What's passed on through procreation is the epigenetic state of the parents. This is why you're having more and more children with a far greater aptitude for for weight gain than, than they did before. I mean, when I go back to the 1950s, when, when I was a kid, um, you didn't see many uh, overweight people. You you virtually saw no obese people. There would have been some, but no, not many. But but that's all changed. And the, 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 the children are now having a greater aptitude to it because they've. Um, Uh, inherited the epigenetic on off genetic structure that that gives a greater aptitude to weight gain. So so this is what's happening. And um, deep in the shadows. uh, They know what these effects are and they're doing it because they want those effects. You go into the you know, your general medical profession and your general professions they just carry out orders and, and do things that are called the norm in their particular area of, of operation. But they don't know what they're actually doing. But deep in the shadows, they sure as heck do. The people um, putting the vaccine into the body might know not what they're doing. Um, and and, and uh, the people that um, make the vaccines and make the needles might not know what they're doing. But who's deciding what goes in the, in, the, in the vaccines? They know exactly what they're doing. Uh, and it takes only a tiny few people to control the whole um, sequence of events in which most people in that sequence are absolutely clueless of what they're actually doing.
1: Agreed 100 percent. David, we're about to ride out of here. Okay, I want next- to ask you one more thing. Um, Donald Trump. Uh <laughs> This guy, man, uh, here in the United States, there are a lot of people that, that think uh, he is that dude, that he's the savior, that that he is the God King that's going to come. And, and there's a whole thing going on that I'm sure you're aware about that they say uh, that he's uh, fighting back the cabal and fighting the deep state and a bunch of nonsense like that. In my particular opinion, David, what do you think of Donald?
0: Well, I think about him now, what I said about him during the election campaign. That um, I I said a number of times on the internet um, in the election campaign in 2016 that um, basically asking the question, what on earth are are great swathes of the alternative media doing supporting him? First of all, it's not the role of the alternative media to support politicians of particular parties or um, whatever. It's the role of the alternative media, in my view, to expose the. the corruption and the rigged nature of the system, mm-hmm. a rigged system so rigged that it doesn't matter who gets into uh, the White House. The same cabal are in control. And um, in in my film, Renegade, which um, people can get to watch anytime they like by com, And it's coming out. I think it's today as we speak. Uh, There's a rental version, so you can rent it and just watch it. You don't have to actually buy it. Um, uh, And uh, so um, in Renegade, it was a fly on the wall. It followed me through my life and talks and stuff and like that. And I was delighted with the outcome of it. It's been very, very well received. And there's a sequence in um, Renegade where I'm going through um, the Bush administration, Boy Bush, uh, Obama and Trump. And showing the fundamental connections between them and how um, they're just following the same sequence that was put into place uh, in um, in the year 2000 before Bush came to power. Well, Bush came to the illusion of power. Uh, and, and so um, this is why uh, when Trump won the election, I posted on the Internet at that time, key word in the Trump administration, Iran because I I knew what the sequence was, and I knew he wasn't different. Uh, Trump is owned by Israel. He's surrounded by um, Israel um, agents, especially uh, 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 his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who's a lifelong friend of Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu used to to sleep in his bed at the family home when he was a kid, because Netanyahu was a a close friend of um, Kushner's father, who went to jail for fraud. Um, and then you've got David Friedman, the uh, former Trump bankruptcy lawyer, who's now um, the um, U.S. ambassador, actually the Israeli ambassador to Israel, who oversaw the moving of the embassy from Tel Aviv to uh, Jerusalem, that has fundamental implications, symbolic and literal, for Palestinian um, hopes of, of their own uh, uh, country, their own state. And um, so. The Iran deal, which has led to this all stuff kicking off with Iran, which had all calmed down because of the Iran nuclear deal, that was dropped by Trump at the behest of Israel. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu was caught on a, a camera or, um, recording, not knowing he was, who, who was saying outwardly that, that he, he was be, the reason that the Iran deal was dropped. I mean, Israel is a country of eight million people. Right. How is it? Why is it dictating to the American president? Because they own him. So this idea that Trump's the savior, I mean, forget it. And, and what they've done is this. They've taken Trump um, because he's so bombastic and narcissistic. He gives the impression of being in control. Um, and so what they do is they take the things that Trump wants that they want uh, or, or things that Trump will accept that they want to happen, and they happen. Um, but things that Trump might want that they don't want, then they block them. So I think that Trump genuinely didn't see the reason for a um, a big bust up with Russia. But so the moment he won, the Russia gate thing started to um, uh, accuse him of, uh, you know. Uh, manipulating the election with the Russians. And that meant that he wasn't going to get close to Russia until that was through, which was years past in which he, he became very much, um, uh, very much a, uh, almost in historic proportions, someone who was imposing sanctions, et cetera, on Russia. Um, and and he, um, he, he, I think he genuinely wanted to shore up the southern border. That's why he came up with the wall. So, but but the the, the Democrat and, and some a good chunk of the Republican wing of this one-party state has blocked that because that's something Trump may have wanted, but the cabal don't want because they want open borders. Um, so uh, Trump is a pawn, like everyone else, um, uh, and in um, in no way is he uh, a savior. The reason he pulled back, there was a talk. There was talk about. Tucker Carlson, who I think does does a very good job. He, he is willing to ask questions on the one Fox show that's worth watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I got you.
0: But, um, he does ask questions that other people won't ask, uh, uh, whether it's, it's MSNBC or CNN or whatever. They won't ask him. He does. And um, whatever people think of him, I, 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 he's, yeah, that's proper journalism. And it was said that when Trump stopped the attack on Iran with minutes to go, that it was because of Tucker Carlson. Well, I saw the show they were talking about. I watch Carlson every morning when I get up about five o'clock in the morning. I watch watch his show on YouTube. Gets me up to date with what's happening in America in a large extent every day.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I like Tucker.
0: Yeah, and um, um, I watched that show. And this is what basically um, Carlson laid out. If um, Trump, attacks Iran, he's got no chance of winning the next election because he will so alienate um, people that voted for him last time on the basis that he said he wouldn't do things like that, that he's no, ch- no, no chance of winning the election. I think it's, it was personal preservation that made him think. Wow. But, what, what, but what they're going to do, I don't think he, he really wants to attack Iran. I don't think he does. But he's under tremendous pressure. To do so from this cabal around him, and another Israel agent of massive proportions, John Bolton, his national security advisor, um, You know, uh, what's your what's your national security advice, Mister Bolton? Bomb anyone Israel wants bombed, Mister President. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and <laughs> so you have a um, a situation where where he doesn't really want it, but he's got what they're going to do um, is 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 drop more and more um, events blamed on iran to to basically break down trump's resistance to the point where he says okay i don't want to but go for it that, that that's how i read the situation whether they'll achieve that we'll see but they're going to try uh and um because that's the uh, attacking iran a war with iran has been um on the list of regime change in the middle east by this Israel-controlled cabal in America since uh, September 2000. The the document that was produced listing the countries, which were Iraq, um, Libya, Syria, Lebanon, Iran, North Korea, and eventually China. Um, So uh, it all fits the the pattern. And um, if Trump um, goes against them, uh, or goes against too many things that they want, they'll make sure he doesn't win the next election and they'll bring in some moronic person because Tulsi Gabbard apart, that's all these democratic presidential candidate candidates are moronic. Tulsi Gabbard stands out like a, like a shining light because um, a, she's intelligent and B, she doesn't want wars in the Middle East. Yeah. That's why they're all turning against her. Um, and, uh, but they'll bring some moronic person, some yes person in um, to replace it because this is the point. It's not, here today, gone tomorrow, politicians that dictate uh, events and dictate the direction of the world. It's the permanent government that's always there that ultimately controls the here today, gone tomorrow politicians. That's how it works, and um, and therefore, if we get focused on the here today, gone tomorrow, we become. Um, Uh, Our our attention becomes misdirected from what we should be looking at, which is what is always there. It's what is always there that controls the world, not what's here and then goes.
1: Beautiful, David. Beautiful. Listen, um, it's been an honor having you on. Thank you for making time for me. I really appreciate it. Um, Not that you need it, but go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you and uh, what you got going on. And, and Renegades, I, I, had, I had a chance to see it, like I mentioned in the beginning of the, of the interview, and um, excellent, absolutely excellent film. I, I suggest that everybody go take a look. Go ahead, David.
0: Well, it's, gone down, it's gone down fantastically well uh, with everyone who's seen it. And what's given me great uh, encouragement is the number of people who told me that they took people along, family, friends, who weren't into this information at all, and the effect that the movie had on them, uh, because it's, it's in a very, as you know, it's in a very, um, easily, um,
1: digestible,
0: a digestible form. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they can go to com and, uh, through that, they can watch the movie whenever they like. They can watch it now if they like, and they can rent it after, um, well, I think, I think, I think that point in the day has passed where it's now available for rent rent. And, um, uh, the other thing I've done i just finished a book <clears throat> it's coming out on September the eleventh which might give you a clue of some of the some uh, uh, content um it's um it's basically two books in one it's um it demolishes the official story of 9 in in the first part and in the second half it um reveals who actually did it it wasn't nineteen hijackers in, according to the official story um and in in um exposing 9-11 as it really was, and especially in exposing who did it, uh, the whole vista of global control is also revealed. So it's, it's a it's a massive work. It's called The Trigger, and it's going to be available for pre-order right at the start of August and um, will be officially published on September the 11th. And, um, uh, I mean... To call it explosive is like saying a uh, a pop gun makes a bit of a noise. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's seriously explosive, uh, and um, I'll be demonised by many sources because of it. Who will lie about its content? Um, but um, so be it. I'm doing this because I want to find out what the truth is. I'm not interested in a round of applause and a statue very much. Uh, uh, say very much at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in what's going on and communicating it. So throw what they wait. They will. I don't care. Um, this is a, a time when this has to come out and um, and it will.
1: It will. It absolutely will. And uh, I'm going to close by saying this. I remember and I told you this in the beginning, 2005, um, my son was born and I had Alice in Wonderland and the World Trade Center disasters in front of me by David Icke and um, sitting there reading it next to my next to my little boy it was very close to September 11th and um, felt the need to go down there. And I've been down there every year since on September 11th, trying to spread, you know, some type of information to people. Um, I got you the credit for that in, in, in large part, David. So I really appreciate it. Like I said before, it really means a lot. Thank you for coming on the Infinite Fringe. I want you to hold on for just a second. Listen, um, a lot of this conversation mapped out some of the things that are going on but the one thing that i want everybody to take from this is that you are special and you can do way more than you've been led to believe we are special special human people <laughs> we yeah, can do yeah, so much just can, been manipulated
0: to forget we've been manipulated absolutely. to forget yeah remember who you are and everything follows
1: from that. absolutely say goodbye david
0: Cheers then, all the best. Been a real pleasure talking to you, mate.
1: All right, buddy, hold off for just a second. Take it easy, everybody, bye bye.